all my birthday money up Put it down on a riding reel I got my green and tan plane Oh, loaded up permission to fish behind that old sawmill Mama said, watch your snakes Daddy said, shut the gate Brother said, the biting on the Zoom Black and red flake Laying in the bed that night I swear I could barely sleep Cause all I ever wanted to be Was be a dance Fishing for a living Saturday morning On television A Georgia boy learning how to hook Big bass from a largemouth legend In a Tennessee hat Taught me how to tie them on Taught me how to take them on Taught me how to catch them When they said they couldn't be caught Nobody ever had to Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the talk podcast. We're recording live from the Outer Rim Studios, and this podcast is being heard everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Turtle, it's good to be back. Oh, it's great to be back, my friend. Uh, we have been out of the podcasting world for several months. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, been, a, been a little while, but we're excited to be back. Thank you to everyone that listened to our last episode, uh, Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun. It was, it was a fun one. We had uh, Jag on as a co-host. Yeah. Guest co-host. So if, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and uh, and give it a listen. It, it, was, it was a fun episode. It really was. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic indeed. Well, this this podcast episode, we are going to be talking about fishing, uh, sharing some of our favorite stories, sharing some of our favorite lures. Uh, Turtle is the bass master, so he's got a few techniques up his sleeve that he may or may not be able to share with you all. And we're going to talk about the legendary fisherman, uh, Bill Dance. Bill Dance. The great outdoorsman, the man in the Tennessee hat. <laughs> The shades in the Tennessee hat. Uh, like Luke Bryan says in his song, a largemouth legend with a <laughs> yep, Tennessee hat. With a Tennessee hat. Um, here we go. Bill Dance. That's a really good song. Yeah. I actually found it today when I was <clears throat> Googling different stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of on Bill Dance, and well, I found that song, and I thought, well, you know, let's just roll with it. So we did, and um, uh, well, let's kick this thing off. Yeah, back as we know how. Uh, it's time for this day in history. Uh, Turtle, <laughs> what you got for us? This today? day in history. Let's see a couple things. Uh, first, in 1922, former President Taft dedicates the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, President William Howard Taft dedicates Lincoln Memorial on the Washington Mall on May 30th, 1922. At the time, uh, Taft was serving as Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, okay. So, and I think, yeah, Taft was also the president that got stuck in the bathtub. I'm pretty <laughs> he, sure that was him. He got stuck in the bathtub? Yep, that was him. So the same man they got stuck in the bathtub. Also, is the man that dedicated the Lincoln Memorial. Well, there you go, at the Washington Mall. Welcome to America. 1922. 1922. And uh, I think, well, I think it's really about. 
Yeah, there wasn't a lot for today. There wasn't a lot for today on May 30th. So, uh, a few other things that, I mean, you know, I always recommend everybody just to look up on history, you know, look up themselves and see what's going on. You never know. Some things are bigger, some things are small, depending on what you, how you look at it. But for the most part, I think, uh, I think it's all I'll mention. All right. Well, uh, uh, Turtle, thank you so much for this day in history. This day in history. This day in history. All right. Well, folks, it's time for the word of the day brought to you by Merriam-Webster's online dictionary. All you got to do is search uh, word of the day and it changes every single day. Word so this day. this word of the day, today's word of the day is commemorate. 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 Well, which means to commemorate something is to call it to remembrance or mark it by some ceremony or observation. Right. Uh, plaques, monuments can commemorate a person or event uh, by serving as morals. So, uh, yeah, a pretty, you know, usually sometimes with words of the day, we get like a, uh, a really off-the-wall word of the day. Right. Brand new really heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, brand new word. But uh, this, this episode of the podcast, we have um, our good and faithful friend, Commemorate. 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 Pretty common word. Pretty common. Pretty, yeah, pretty common, common, pretty common. word, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for this Word of the Day, brought to you by Mary Webster since 1828. The Word of the Day is... Commemorate. Commemorate. See, uh, I'll use that in a sentence. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we co- <laughs> we uh, commemorated Jag with a statue of Jag. There you go. There you go. There you go. Statue of Jag. We commemorated Jag with a statue. With a statue. Of Jag. That would be cool to build a statue of Jag. We could uh, build a build a statue that says a uh, Jag. Yeah. Fireside talks. Actually, how about instead of one big one, a bunch of small ones, and then we could, uh, you know, sell them. Well, you can make it a Jag garden. Yeah. Kind of like lawn gnomes. Kind of, <laughs> that's a great idea. Kind of like said lawn gnomes. Not like, not saying Jag short or anything. Yeah, but, but just like you know, just like you know, put your put your lawn gnomes in your in your garden for decoration and whatnot, and to uh, you know, I don't fend off trolls maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but there you go. You put or a, predators. Yeah, put a little put a, put a, have a Jag in there instead. Such as the uh, oh, uh, El raccoon. Yeah, raccoons. Or El armadillo. Armadillos. Or uh, a possum. Possum. Yeah, possum. Sure. Why not? Why not? Or skunk. Uh, yeah, groundhog. Groundhog. You see, jags are very viable. They're very useful. You can do a lot with a jag statue. Gopher. 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 You know, there's a, there's a movie called Caddyshack. <laughs> of course. And Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Is a greenskeeper <laughs> in this particular movie. And the whole movie is Bill Murray hunting the gopher. There's a gopher that's tearing up the golf course. And so Bill Murray decides to hunt uh, the gopher the entire movie. It's it's quite comical. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I need to rewatch that. I hadn't seen it in a long time. You know, it, it, it's it's sort of a hit or miss for me. Some some elements are really, really funny. Yeah. And there's a lot of other times I'm sitting there and I'm watching this movie and I think to myself, what have I done? Why am I watching, watching this again? <laughs> you know, I just thought about two. And... Uh, also, so Jack statues. What, what about uh, what about a Billy Dee Williams statue? As, as a Lando Calrissian from Star Wars. And, uh, and a statue though, he's cracking open a Colt forty five. Colt forty five, old commercial back in the day. Which I guess talking about Star Wars brings us into pop culture news. Yes, pop culture news. Speaking about Star Wars, uh, you Star know, Wars celebration. Star Wars celebration weekend. just happened from Wednesday to Sunday. This past uh, last week. I mean, oh my goodness! At the Lots news of stuff they dropped. coming out of Star Wars yeah. Celebration. Most of it good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of positive stuff. Yeah. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi is out, uh, streaming on Disney Plus. 
Uh, if you haven't heard, you're probably living under a rock. Right. Unfortunately. But, no, we watched the first two episodes. Um, we, we, we really went all out for that. Uh, put a projector and a screen up, and we had ourselves a good time. I was just a great time watching some Kenobi. And it was good. Phenomenal. I love the first it two episodes. Was, great. I mean, if the, first two, if the whole rest of the season or series is like that... Uh, there's no telling where we'll be able to take it. Exactly, and I'm look. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, four more episodes for maybe uh, this season, or maybe they'll make another season. I don't know. But four episodes left for for now. Yeah. Before what's going to happen? And there you uh, go. of course, there's a ton of other news. I mean, you can get on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like the Bad Batch season two trailer dropped. Go watch that. Uh, they made news about a. Uh, another animated series called Tell, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi in the Clone Wars style. That looks good. Uh, it's going to be like, you know, about Ahsoka's origin finally, and then uh, the young Count Dooku and Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, uh, we don't hadn't seen it yet, but there is like, you know, they did tease Mandalorian Season 3. Yep. Uh, the trailer at Celebration, along with an Ahsoka teaser trailer at Celebration too, from my understanding. Yep. And season four, Mando's already in production. Yeah, they announced that it's already ready, you know, up, up and uh, going, but it's geared up for production for season four. So, like, hey, who knows what's going to happen with Mando knows? now? You know, just remember, uh, you know, like Boba Fett, just come in, you know, riding like riding in like a you know like a bantha, like a bantha, like a bantha. Oh man, <laughs> like a bantha. All this news came right again. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. All the news <laughs> came in like you know as Boba Fett was you know riding it like a bantha, like a bantha, <laughs> and then. As uh, Billy D was kicked back, you know, sipping a Colt 45. <laughs> sipping a Colt 45. Oh, man. I don't even know. I've never even heard of a Colt 45. I have it. commercial. It's just an old, you know, we, we, I was, we saw that uh, old commercial because Billy D was, you know, was the cool dude, you know what I mean? Smooth, smooth, cool guy. Smooth talker. Smooth talker with that uh, old, you know, that Colt, old Colt 45 drink uh, beer commercial. Yeah. Well, let's oh, see man. here. Capenza. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> oh, man. I love Tim Morrison, man. I would love to meet him one day. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd Tim be Morrison is seems like a really cool guy. He does, doesn't he? Um... But, uh, you know, Stranger Things uh, Season 4, yes. Volume 1 is out on Netflix. I know. It's streaming. Like I have not watched him yet. Me either. i got to watch that. I've been caught up, we've been caught up with Star Wars stuff. We've you been know. caught up with Star Wars. So, like, uh, I hadn't watched Stranger Things yet, Season 4. Boy, have we waited a long time for that, though. Yeah, they did. You think about it, we waited a long while for Season 4 to happen. Yeah. Season 3 was really good, though. The whole Stranger Things story, I, I do believe that they're kind of wrapping up the Stranger Things series. You think so? so? Yeah, I feel like that, unfortunately. Yeah. But. Well, all things have come to the end. Yeah. And uh, but hey, man, like uh, I'm looking forward to watching season four. I need to watch it too. And I think yeah. the second half drops in July. They said the second half. Yes. Yeah. Close there's a volume one and a volume two. Not for sure how many episodes volume one has. Cause I'm not sure either. I 
I mean, I've been stuck on Kenobi. Yeah. And all the Star Wars all stuff Star coming Wars out stuff with coming you know, Tales of the Jedi and uh, Bad Batch Season 2, Mandalorian Season 3, Ahsoka, uh, Skeleton. Oh, yeah, they announced, I think, uh, the guy that uh, John Watts, the guy that directed all the Tom Holland Spider-Man solo films, is supposed to be directing something. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a movie Skeleton or, crew. or a, a show. I can't remember, but it's going to be called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. I know that the only person they announced that's cast for it is actor Jude Law. Hmm. He's been, I mean, he's been a bunch of stuff. He's been around for a while. He's good. Yeah. So I, I have no idea. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that's it for pop culture news. Yeah, that's about, about that's about it. And you know, we uh, about going into detail. That's pretty much. I think it's everything. Star that's Wars related, it. mainly Star Wars related stuff, really. Yep. So there we go. There we go. Pop, pop culture news. Well, I guess we can get to our main topic of discussion. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll talk about fishing. Uh, Turtle, why don't you just take it away? Uh, <laughs> maybe, um, i tell you what, give us some of your uh, favorite fishing stories. Oh, man. That you've got. Man, oh, man. Probably one of them was like, in uh, December 2007, okay. Uh, my dad and like a, a, a family member of ours, because uh, we never had a boat growing up. This family member, I can't remember, they uh, they had a boat. So we'll, uh, we, my dad just asked them if we could all go in their boat one day, a bass boat. So it was this. Uh, it was my dad, my brother, and I, and the family, this family member of ours, and. Uh, my dad at the time had surgery on his left shoulder. Yeah. So he wasn't really able to fish. But uh, we had caught a bunch of little bluegill and we were using the whole bluegill as bait. And we were catfishing below, I think, might have been a Wheeler Dam in Alabama. Okay. I believe. And we had caught just a just giant mess of just a whole bunch of blue catfish. There's, there's old pictures my mom has that it's, that was a great day. That was a really fun day. I caught a bunch of big, just really mo- just awesome sized blue catfish. It was like it was great. We kept all of them and man, had and had a fish fries. We fr- my dad fried them, fried them up. Mm. That was a great day. That sounds really good. Yeah. You know, I've never really, I've not had a boat either growing up. I know my dad had one a few when I was really young. Of course, I didn't do a lot of fishing when I was a little little mm-hmm. guy. Uh, but uh, that I think that's one of my dreams is to own just a simple fishing boat yeah that I can take out to the river and you know go fish because I've never really fished on the river right I've always fished in a few a few lakes around here mm-hmm. uh, our honey hole yeah that we have done really well in yes definitely uh, and it's 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 super fun to fish in um, for those of you who may know or may not know we're from Tennessee uh, so this is where that that podcast is. This podcast is based out of is the state of Tennessee. Yeah. So we have several different locations around us where we can go and fish. Oh yeah, by all means. Um, VFW Lake is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laurel Hill is a good one. Lake Lindsay at Dever Crockett. Yeah. Yeah. You know Tennessee River is pretty close. Oh yeah, I've I've mainly I fished. I never really fished VFW much at all, but like Laurel Lake. Uh, Really, the best way to do it at Laurel Lake is if you're in a boat, because I think the the shorelines like so fish so so much and pressure so much, it's kind of hard to catch anything really on the yeah. bank. So really, I always like fishing in ponds. If you can get find some good ponds that a lot of people don't really fish in, that's usually the best places to go. 
Yeah. Or like uh, going to the river was always fun. Like my dad, we always go to Pickwick Dam, you know, over in Hardin County and fish on the low side of the dam. And, uh, you know, there's, like, there's kind of bits of sidewalk that go down to the dam because there's big rocks that form the bank right there by the dam. Yeah. They, even, they call it a catwalk. It's like a walkway, actually, that's concrete that actually goes down right there. I, I, it hugs the dam, essentially. Like, it's made it onto the dam. It goes down to the to the water. Mm-hmm. And if the water's right, you can be there. But sometimes the water's too high, it'll actually cover it, depending on how the... You know, because like heavy rain can make a big difference there on how much floodgate, how many like gates they open up, how much water level they come through. Yeah, because sometimes the water can be too low and the fishing not be too good, or the water can be just too high and the fishing not be too good. So usually it just kind of depends. Yeah, well, a lot of times, uh, you know, they call it, it's called threadfin shad, which is a bait fish that schools usually schools up, but like anything and everything eats them. A lot of times they'll school up right there by the dam, anyways. And usually when they're there, that it's a lot of activity because you know there's a lot of bass and everything else chasing them and eating them. Yeah, you know there's actually a really good uh, catfish restaurant over that way. I've always uh, heard about that Haggis. place. Yeah, Haggis Catfish Hotel. It's Never right up. It. It's just north of Shiloh National Battlefield. Okay. Uh, it's really good. I've eaten there about twice. Every time I've eaten there, it's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommended if you're over in in the Savannah area. Nice. Or at Pickwick. Yeah. You know, fishing. Now you've done night fishing at Pickwick. Oh right? well, yeah, like I, a lot of times, you know, we would go just during, you know, get up, go uh, not too early really, because we fish just from the middle of the day into the evening and into the night. I did, and after even after like my dad uh, passed, I would, I would go myself, and just some people I went to high school with, went to church with, would go with me sometimes on a couple occasions. And like, cause you buy the dam there, you know, there's lights by the dam, so it's it's lit up pretty well. Cause yeah. the street lights where you park your vehicles, there's lights where the dam's at, so it's it's pretty lit up pretty well. So you can and, really see what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, and my dad, sometimes my dad, both my dad, you know, we would night fish too. And uh, I fished, I fished there, spring, summer, fall, winter, even winter, winter time. Uh, cause like you know, you stripe, you stripe bass. Like you can catch them pretty much year round. Yeah. Like the striped bass, and then there's a the smaller version of white bass, and then the little tiny version called a yellow yellow bass, which is just a smaller version of those other two, but it has yellow on it along with the, the black stripes and the white. Yeah. And then uh, I've caught catfish down there, not even meaning to by accident, but I've caught catfish down there like a. And uh, there's one day I remember I never forgot. Like nothing else was biting really. But my, we just happened to have some night crawlers with us, and there were so many bluegill just running. You could just, you didn't even have to have to, even have to cast. You could just kind of toss it into the water right there by the bank, and just big bluegill size of my hand, just like wow. boom, boom. We didn't keep any of them. We were just having fun. But you just, just big bluegill just biting it like crazy. Crazy. And like a, have you ever caught a drum? Ever heard of a drum? I don't think so. They're like the freshwater cousin of a redfish. You know what a redfish is? Saltwater fish? Yes, yes, yes. People, people like to sport fish for redfish and they like to eat redfish. But the, like the drum is like the freshwater cousin of a, of a redfish. It looks very similar. Dark, but it's not. It's like a dark, a dark kind of brown kind of color uh, instead of like that nice reddish brown like the redfish. But nobody likes to eat drum necessarily. Like nobody eats them. Nobody fishes for them. But, but they're fun to catch. I love to catch them because they put up a good fight and then they can get big. I've caught some, you know, as probably as long as uh, almost as long as my arm. Really? Yeah. I've caught, I've caught them that big. I've caught them, you know, as, as the size of a bluegill. You know, as the younger ones, like that one day of catching bluegill, I caught a bunch of them too. It's about the same size, a little drum, but they're fun to catch. I've caught them on just worms. I've caught them on rooster tails or rooster tails are the worst tails. 
or uh, three inch like slider grubs on, on grub like self plastic grubs I caught them on jigging, jigging spoons like uh, pretty much anything and everything and like uh, nobody really eats them necessarily but they're fun to catch like they just put up a fight especially if they get pretty you get a good size one on, on the line yeah well I can tell you that you know a few years ago there was a we have our our honey hole yeah went completely dry and you know I told you for the longest time, you know, there is no fish there, because if you know, we fix the 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 lake or our honey hole mm-hmm. where we fish at, and um, we fixed it, and it rained, filled it back up. A few months later, you know, you kept wanting to fish there. And I told you, Jeff, there's no fish, but my gosh, there's fish. There's fish, and they're they're good fish. Those are fantastic fish. Yes, and by all means, it's so much fun to go over there and fish. I think I think I would rather fish in our honey hole than anywhere else right same here uh caught the biggest one of your entire career yeah right? i think so like the biggest uh, just like uh, biggest large bass what do you think caught. three hours ago maybe yeah man we went, we went over there just this evening just to you know fish for a little bit and i think that uh, that one is probably yes yeah, probably one of the biggest ones the biggest one biggest large large bass i've ever caught before that was that man that was a fantastic fight too man, that was it great. never broke the water it didn't break the water so big it was it was it was awesome. That was awesome, golly! That was that was a beautiful fish, and there's no telling what's. I mean, what else could, what be, else in could be in there? Yeah. Well, we've caught largemouth bass. Yeah. Uh, we've caught bluegill. We've caught and we caught one crappie. One crappie. So yeah, possibilities are endless at this point. Really? Yeah. Now I will say my favorite sort of fishing that I've done here recently, and by recently I mean in the last you know five years because I've never really had a boat and. Mm-hmm. Uh, our honey hole was not very good to fish in to begin with until here recently, so yeah. not really fished in there. But I have really enjoyed um, deep deep sea fishing yeah. in the Gulf of Mexico. That mm-hmm. has always been uh, very enjoyable to me, I think. Uh, caught grouper, grouper. Uh, amberjack, we've uh, caught mahi-mahi, and we've caught a shark. Shark. And uh, what else hmm. have we caught? Uh, I think that's a. I think that's it. There may be some more that I'm missing. Yeah, it's been a few years since I went last, uh, but that's that's pretty fun. Bottom fishing and trolling and uh, just just to, if you get the chance to go deep sea fishing and it's great. I know. I was gonna say like a, you know what a grouper reminds me of. A grouper looks like a giant bass. Yes, like a largemouth bass just on steroids. It's just like you know just tremendous sizes. Yeah, well I can tell you they grouper tastes fantastic. Oh really? I love grouper. Okay. Grouper is probably my favorite fish, saltwater fish to eat. To eat saltwater fish to eat, okay. Uh, grouper is good. Mahi mahi is good. I want to say I've had amberjack. Oh, we've caught king mackerel too. King mackerel. Uh, yeah, I heard about those being popular fish mm-hmm. to catch there too. But grouper, grouper's great. Have you ever had red snapper? I have not had red snapper. We've caught a few. Now that you said that, it's popped back into my head. We've caught some red snapper too. I know. I think they have like a like a. A lot of saltwater fish and stuff, you know. I think snappers got a season that you that you can harvest them. Only a season, like only a certain yes. amount of time of the year can you actually harvest and keep some. Because the rest of the time, right. of the rest of the year, you, you can't. You can catch them, but you can't get harvest any and keep any. Yeah, there's there's something different about fresh fish from the Gulf of Mexico. Hey, did, you, did you ever catch any redfish? Can't remember. I would love to go down there and, and catch a bunch of redfish, uh, redfish for sure. Because I know, like a lot of people I've seen, well, it's pretty much like they use like bass fishing equipment, like what we would use, 
for just catching redfish, especially like I think where um, kind of like where Louisiana, kind of like the coast of Louisiana, where like the uh, Mississippi, in the Gulf. Yeah, they call it brackish water. Okay, brackish water is like where the fresh meets the salt water, and it kind of mixes. It's kind of like this weird in between fresh salt yeah. kind of mixture. Okay, you know, the Mississippi's emptying into the Gulf. I've seen people like they'll basically just have a bass fishing baitcaster rod using like soft plastic, jig, you know, soft plastics and some uh, bass jigs and stuff. But sometimes we'll put like a whole shrimp on on the end of a, on the jig instead and fish with redfish. But sometimes sometimes if you're using soft, soft plastic baits, they'll catch like saltwater fish with like a redfish in like a certain kind of like grassy area. But then you turn around and catch a largemouth bass at the same time because back That's to awesome. back because it's all kind of they're all kind of there. Just mixed, mixed in together, together like I guess. the water's yeah. like not really fresh, but not really salt either. So like some of the species yeah. can like kind of mingle together. It's kind of interesting. That's awesome. So that was really kind of fun. Like I know like a there's Pensacola Bay. Yeah. And uh, I would like to go. I've been there once. That's the only time I've been fishing saltwaters in the bay in Pensacola. And I, I would love to go back there. That was fun. Yeah. We caught some redfish, but they were pretty small. And basically, like, we uh, had a, basically a, like a bass fishing bait caster rod and reel with just a, just a big jig head and take that, that take that whole shrimp and rig them up onto the jig head. And I flipped it underneath this dock, this old dock, just like fit, just like bass fishing, essentially. Just flip it under there and then flip it in there, let it fall down. And then not too long, if, if you feel like just a, a, a nice, good tug, tug, tap, and then boom, there's a redfish. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love Pensacola. I, I love the Florida Panhandle. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's one of my favorite parts of Florida. Uh, but you know, yeah, a few years ago, I started getting into fishing a lot more because uh, we had talked about it, yeah. and then we went and you hooked me up with a lot of good lures and uh, things. So, you know, what's what's kind of your favorite uh, stuff to use? Uh, I guess from lure types to different kinds of brands that you recommend. Well, of course, like the. Uh the, just the regular original rooster tail, which I think the original rooster tail was made by a brand called Wonders, I think is what they're called. This is the brand. Because yeah. I'm not even familiar with the brand, honestly. I always just see the name rooster tail. And I know yeah. that's the original account. Because that, that type of lure technically is called inline spinner. Yeah. That's like the technical term. So, like, the rooster tail is like just a certain brand, anyways. And, is it uh, Wardens? It might, be, it might be that instead. Wardens. Wardens or Wonders. Something like that. It but, starts with a W, yeah. I know. Because most of the time I just see like they have it big and bold in the packaging rooster tail. You yeah. Know, and I just get those. And those things are fun. Like, you know, they're fun and like they'll catch pretty much any species. Like, you know, you can use one rooster tail and catch a bass, a largemouth, smallmouth, crappie, bluegill, or like if you're in the river, you know, like small, uh, you know, striped bass, white bass, the big striper, or people call them striper, stripers. Like, yeah. they'll catch pretty much any kind of, you know, any kind of predatory species, essentially, in fresh water, for sure. Uh, like, I'm a, it's just anything. It's pretty incredible. It, cause, it's pretty universal. Because, I mean, essentially, it's just, you know, it's just a piece of lead on that, on that uh, uh, little metal thin kind of like wire uh, hold, if you, or whatever you want to call it. And then uh, on top, you know, that blade just spins and turns and flashes like a, because you know, like a bait fish, like a minnow, mm-hmm. where it's flash and turn. Then it's got one treble hook with some, with uh, with like a you know, feather like material on it. Yeah, I mean, usually most any color like uh, most times it's just white, chartreuse. There's one that's black with like gold flake. It's really good. I've used before too. Uh, and of course, just bass fishing wise, you know, like a the a, you know, like a zoom regular utel worm it's called but in the june bug color or green pumpkin 
Yeah. A Texas rigged. What's your favorite color to use? Oh man, like a like soft plastic wise. Probably probably uh well back to rooster tail. Rooster tail probably white. Yeah. Is for rooster it's probably the number one go to color is just white. Yeah. You know, it's pretty it's pretty basic, pretty universal, pretty nice to start out with. Like soft plastic baits like uh, just a zoom uh, or any kind of Texas rigged worm is June bug. Probably June bug, then green, then green pumpkin, and then watermelon seed. Mm. That's top three, anyways, right there. Yeah, especially like June bug, especially the green pumpkin. A lot of times, one of my favorites. Or like a, or like a, like with a fluke. I think fluke a lot of times will go watermelon seed with a fluke, zoom fluke. Yeah, but like, uh, man, pretty much. Yeah, just those top first parts. Yeah, that's probably the top three colors. I mean, I've used some variations like. There's been some variations where they have like a watermelon seed with red flake. Yeah. Where it's basically a watermelon seed with red flake added to it. Or like green pumpkin with like an added like a purple kind of flake or green kind of like flake to it. Those look like the a little bit a little bit of different like different like difference to it. It makes a lot of difference a lot of times in my opinion. It makes it even better. Really, you know, stand out. Now, as far as I know, I don't know if this is tr- exactly true, but I believe this is true. I believe bass can see in color. Hmm. Interesting. You know, because bass, you know, use their hunt by sight. They'll hunt by like a scent, and like I think most fish don't necessarily have like ear, but it's like it's kind of like an ear, but it's called lateral line that senses vibration. Yeah. Which is why like your crankbaits, you know, have have a rattle in them, or like a, a rattle trap is made to just really rattle. rattle even more loudly. I like a good crankbait. And then like a even like a topwater, like a popar. Or like a, I was using today the uh, Zar Spook, or I was using Zar Spook Junior specifically, has a rattle in the back. Uh, so as you twitch it and make it make it zigzag, they call it walking the dog. That rattle just kind of you know is rattling as it zigzags across up the water. That's what you caught the big boy on, wasn't it? Well, like that was the first one. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You caught two today. And like you, we just caught two this evening, but the two the, the two we got caught two. was definitely fine with me. Absolutely uh, massive. Because like a. I missed a fish a few times again on the Zara Spook Junior, but then I grabbed that just a regular little. I can't even remember what brand jig that was. It was an old jig I had for a long time and a green pumpkin color with a little bit of orange in the skirt. And I put on a green, a green pumpkin. I think company's called Net Bait. They called it a pack of chunk, which is like a, a little uh, crawfish-like soft plastic made made to go into a jig for a trailer. Yeah, and I missed that fish about four times. It kept hitting that jig. I kept throwing in the same spot, working it pretty fast. And it would just come up and just smack that jig in pretty shallow water. And finally, on the fifth time, I kind of just was coming through, slowed it down for a moment, and it, it picked it up. I was on my line, kind of just sort of trail off. I waited and waited for it to make sure it, get a, you know, it, it has it. And I set that hook, that bad boy, and I had it. You nailed it. That was a beautiful fish, too. Man, that was a big fish. That was... It was uh, it was it was actually really incredible. It was that that was a I man. That's probably probably the biggest largemouth bass I've ever caught before. Honestly, more than likely, I've caught one pretty close to that size before a long time ago. But I'm pretty sure that one was bigger than that, than this one from a long time ago. So it was. I mean, like I said, you saw like the head was at my elbow and the tail was up to my fingertips. So my whole like forearm forearm is as long as fish was. It's crazy. It was man. It was beautiful. Very healthy too. Very healthy looking too. I was happy to uh, you know let it release it back in the water. Hopefully it gets bigger. Hopefully it starts making a whole bunch. You know, start, you know it's probably spawned already. But uh, you know, keep a nice big healthy fish in there so it'll keep on spawning. 
make sure the you know our honey hole stays nice and you know preserve it keep it nice and uh, healthy nice and healthy full of fish you know bonus points <laughs> bonus points for keeping the honey hole healthy exactly um, Man, that was I know you like booyah yeah, booyah, booyah spinner baits, strike king spinner baits. Both of those have good baits. I like to use like I like to use uh, a lot of times small lures in ponds and places and creeks, especially bigger stuff for the river. But uh, a nice just little white spinner bait in general is, is is good from either company, booyah strike king or buzz bait. I like topwater fishing. Topwater fishing, it's really fun. fun. Yeah, it's you don't get a fun. whole lot of bites. I feel like, but when you do, it's it's awesome. Yeah, I think even, I think I never forgot an episode of Bill Dance. He's topwater fishing. He said, you know, topwater fishing may not catch the most fish or get as many bites, but it is the most fun because you actually get to see see it happen. You get to witness the fish, you know, coming up from the water, breaking the surface, and to you know to get your lure. And like buzz baits are fun because buzz baits, I think a lot of times will we'll just agitate them into biting and reacting a lot of times. Um, you got pop bars, which you know you, you, they uh, have that wide front and face where you twitch and it pops, it makes a popping sound. Yeah, uh, top of the water, or like I said, the czar spook is, is, is one of the many different lures that walk the dog that zigzag on top. Uh, those are uh, top bars, just the most fun you can have fishing, in my opinion, bass fishing for sure. Um, but yeah, uh. Uh, Bandit crankbaits. That's actually some of my, my favorite crankbaits to use. Not as, not as big of a company as, like, I think, pretty big, but not as big as Strike King or other companies like that. But Bandit has really great great crankbaits. Uh, Strike King does too, of course. Uh, Bomber does too. It's another company that makes a lot of good crankbaits. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. That's some of my good to, go-to stuff, really, really, for the most part. Any, anything, usually, any kind of crankbait that's baby, baby bass color. Yeah. That's a great for pretty much a lot of different species, honestly, because like you know, bass will cannibalize and eat eat other bass, and like large mouth smallmouth, it don't matter either or will eat the any, any you know, it'll just yeah it'll just eat it. like pretty much a bass will eat anything you can think it's gonna swallow swallow anyways you know yeah all means but like uh, or like I said I was using a little jig today a little green pumpkin jig with that a, worked really well like a I like to eat, my dad was never big on using jigs at all. But I kind of just, on my own, started trying them out because I've seen people on TV reading the Bassmaster magazine back in the day using them. I was like, I want to try these out. And I, I love jigs, honestly, especially just um, if there's not like a, lot, a lot of heavy grass or cover, I'll just use a small jig, throw them in places, you know, it's, 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 it's nice. Yeah. Because uh, a jig, honestly, people can people use jigs depending on what the color and what, what soft plastic they're putting on them. Uh, initially, I think jigs were made to imitate crawfish. But the way that uh, they, you can to get them now and different colorations and different soft plastics to put on put on them, you can make in different sizes. You can imitate crawfish, baits, other like actual bait fish, or even like uh, people trying to imitate birds and things like that. Even or, or, or you know all kinds of different different things with jigs. Honestly, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to start using some more topwater frogs more. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how those work. Because uh, I think they kind of walk the dog, too. Same kind of similar action. It's exactly across the top of the water. Because uh, I know that bass love to eat frogs, by all means. So I love to get... I've used some in the past, but uh, it's been a long time. I want to get some more new ones and try them out, for sure. Yeah. Uh, or like a... There's Charlie uh, Burr Slider. Makes yeah, slider drugs. Local company, actually. Yeah, local company. They make soft plastics. They make like a... 
they make some worms too, but mainly they're grubs. Their grubs have been awesome. I usually used to, I would usually just take a jig head, open hook jig head, and just slide one up onto the jig head, and you just throw it in that, that, that tail, paddle, they call it a paddle tail, paddle tail, excuse me. So it just kind of swims, you know, it just swims along as you do steady retrieve. It just, it just moves from along. Like purple sort of truce is my favorite color. That was always my favorite color. My dad always liked it. I always liked it. That was favorite color and a slider grub because of pearl sword truce, especially in the river. I've used them in some ponds and stuff in, in the creek, but in the river, a pearl body with a sword truce tail looked just like a threadfin shad, essentially. Yeah, like yeah. It, was, it was similar color to the threadfin shad. That's pretty much, uh, I mean, on top of my head, that's pretty much most of the, most of the go-to stuff. Or like, well, I'll mention one more thing, like a, the, a rapla. A rapla. The, the rapla <laughs> original floater, uh, which rap, rapla has like floaters, uh, mid-depth, and like ones that uh, baits, uh, lures that sink. But the floater, you know, it, you can retrieve it, but it'll float back up at the top, like most crankbaits will anyways. Okay. But rapla original floater and silver and black. Okay. That's like one of the most go-to, like for multiple different things, uh, species too as well. That's just that's been around for years and years and years and years. The rapla just original floater and, and silver and black, like so uh, silver bottom, black top, or like the uh, the rapla X wrap. Rapla X. It's a jerk bait. Now jerk bait, you, know, you can retrieve it like a crankbait, but it didn't really have the same action. They're like slender, and a jerk bait you twitch it because the their action is really right, like a, like a wounded bait, like wounded minnow or bait fish. Yeah. And uh, they're mid depth, which means they don't float, but they don't sink. They're they're going to be in the middle of the water, water essentially. And uh, the Rapala X trap, I used it in creeks a lot, a whole lot in creeks. Some in ponds, mainly in creeks. But the Rapala X trap is the one lure that I've caught two fish of the same, two smallmouth from the same lure, one of each treble. Wow, that was a fantastic pictures of that, unfortunately, but that was a great day. Yeah, it but sounds like it would be. Smallmouth a lot more aggressive, I've always heard, and what I've always seen, than largemouth anyways. But these two smallmouth, one, I hooked one. I never forget, I can still imagine, remember it in my mind. Like, I hooked one, I could see him because I was in the creek, it's clear. I was wading the creek. So I'm reeling it in, I can see it, and then I see one other smallmouth chasing him. He's chasing him as I'm reeling another one, or in the other one. Well, he goes to, like, he taxes the lure too, I guess, to try to steal it away from the other one. Well, he gets caught on the back triple. Huh. Because the first one I was hooked on the front triple, the other one gets caught on the back triple. I had two smallmouth at one time. That's awesome. That is amazing. A lot of good stuff out there. Yeah. A lot of this stuff you can actually just get at your local Walmart. You, a lot, most of this you can just get at Walmart and you find, you know, the Rapplas and the Strike Kings and the Booyah, you know, spinner baits and the, the Rooster Tails are all there, you know, as well. Uh, Except for the the Charlie Brewer sliders, yeah, like you'll sli- have to go to them. I think go, they, they have a website too. In uh, if you like, uh, you can order from, or they have a Bass Pro Shop. You can go to Bass Pro Shop and get them there. Oh, okay, they have them there at Bass Pro. So like, if you're if you go to Bass Pro like in Nashville, uh, you can find Charlie Brewer slider grubs there by all means because they, they do make some jig heads too. Yeah, you got them pulled up right there. It's them right there. They got a website yeah. you can order from. You know, I think you, they how much what their shipping is. Yeah, I'm not for sure. It looks like you can order rod and reels. Yeah. You can get some rod and reels. You can get t-shirts and hats with their logos. Uh, they make their own, like, uh, jig heads there, special jigs with their grubs and, and stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. Lots of great stuff, honestly. Like, oh, yeah, that's a... See, the three-inch grub is the one that I used use the most for bass fishing and, and like, fishing in, in, in the Tennessee River and Pick, Pickwick Dam for stri- yep. striped bass. Yep, there's green pumpkin. Green pumpkin is a great color. And then that was... Uh, it's called... Sartreuse Black Flake. 
it looks like a watermelon seed, but it's it's sort by sorcerers is bright green, but it's got sorcerers black flake with the orange tail. That was a great color too. Yeah, there's the uh, there's the watermelon seed. There. Watermelon seed right there. Yeah, really about four dollars and eighteen cents. Yeah, and I think it's for a pack too. I'm uh, not sure how many's in a pack, but ten per bag. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. For basically uh, after tax, you know, five dollars or something for a pack of ten is a pretty decent deal. Yeah, I'm gonna try to see you just if you just ordered one pack of the grub. Of course, it's gonna want me to enter all my information. Right. Oh, you see, we'll see how much shipping would be. Yeah. Just uh, okay. Continue. Yep. Uh, okay, about eight dollars for shipping. That's not too uh, bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Probably if you did a big order. Yeah. Uh, you could really get your money out of it. Oh, you definitely. About thirteen thirty-seven for a pack. Yeah. After you include shipping and tax, which, if you're local in Lawrenceburg, you can just go to Charlie's Charlie Brewer Slaughter Co. and pick it up. For, you know, yep. shipping. You can go. They have a store right in the, in the front of the building where they they produce and manufacture these soft plastic uh, lures at. So you can just go in there from them directly and buy if you want to. Watch well, it. They're even at Bass Pro Shop. If you go in the, if you're look closer to that direction, or if you like, you go there a lot at Bass Pro, or you just go there. You know, it's always fun to go Bass Pro anyway. So they're oh, there. Yeah. I've seen them there in store. Can't ever go wrong with a trip to Bass Pro Shop. I know. It's always, always fun just looking at the aquarium they have, you know, there inside. It's fantastic. It is. It really is. Well, you know, I think one of our inspirations, I know definitely your inspiration, oh, yeah. fishing, is Bill Dance. Mr. Bill Dance. Uh, the song that Luke Bryan uh, created. Oh, yeah, it was about Bill Dance. It was about Bill Dance. If you watch the music video, Bill Dance is in the music video. Oh, so really? go back, Yeah, go back and watch oh, it. It's nice. really good. Um, he's got uh, several different um, books, actually. Um, he's got a large, uh, Bill Dance on Largemouth Bass. Uh, Bill Dance is Fishing Wisdom. Uh, Bill Dance is Fishing Tips. Bill Dance on Crappie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might have the one on 101 crappie. Freshwater Tips and Tricks from Bill Dance. Yeah. Continue. What were you going to say? I think I think I have the book on crappie. I believe I just got to find it, but I think I have that book. Yeah, he's eighty-one years old. Wow, man! Born October seventh, nineteen forty. Married to Diane Dance. Uh, looks like one, two, three, uh, four children. Uh, yeah, Bill Dance is a really, really cool guy. Where's the Tennessee hat? Tennessee ball hat. Uh, that's his signature logo. Um, or his signature. Got the and big sunglasses on and the Tennessee ball of that. That's it. And I can't, I had it pulled up just a second ago. Let me find it. But actually, you can go to Bill Dance Outdoors and you can read his story. Uh, and actually, you know, all of his videos that he made, I think, are on YouTube. You can go back and watch all the watch Bill Dances. All of his episodes, maybe. I think so. Because he was on the Outdoor Channel. Right. Right, for a while. For a long time. Uh... And so let's see here. So yeah, Bill's so Bill's lucky cap. <laughs> and this is on Bill Dance Outdoors, so you can go and read it for yourself. Uh, for forty years, Bill Dance's trademark has been his orange and white University of Tennessee cap. He's always filmed or photographed wearing it. Doug Dickey, who was a football coach at UT in the late 1960s, called me one day and said he was recruiting a, pl- a player in Georgia who loved to fish and was a big fan of mine. Dance recalls, he asked if I'd drop the kid a note and put in a good word for UT. I did. And a few days later, I got a couple of UT caps in the mail from Dickey. I was wearing one of the caps a little later when I won a big tournament. 
I was photographed in the cap, so I wore it on my next TV show. Before I knew it, it had become part of my identity. I've been wearing a UT cap ever since. Wow, that's awesome. So then they asked Bill Dance, is it, is it your lucky charm? In which he responded, Nah, I'm not a bit superstitious. He said with a chuckle, Let's just say if something's working, I like to stick with it. <laughs> yep. So, uh, that's Bill Dance. I also have a short YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, it's it's 10 minutes. Uh, it's on Bill Dance Fishing uh, on YouTube. 96.2 thousand subscribers. Just added me to it. <laughs> um, but just some top tips from Bill Dance. Uh, so, let's just uh, tune in for a little bit and give it a listen. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, here's the man himself, uh, uh, Bill Dance. I had a fellow ask me not long ago, he said, if you were in a tournament and you needed one fish to limit out and you didn't have much time, where would your can't-miss spot be? Well, I'd have to say a boat ramp. They're made out of concrete. They stretch well out into the lake. They slope downward, thereby making a clear pathway from deep water to shallow. They receive sunlight most of the day, which encourages the growth of algae on a hard surface, which attract bait fish throughout the warmer months. Crawfish also use the cubby holes in the riprap along each side of the ramp. Bass are creatures that can and do learn from experience, and bass learn to feed on those places that bluegill, minnows, and shad use, simply because these places provide an easy meal and possibly that extra fish to limit you out. In reservoirs that undergo a winter drawdown, the ramp may extend from 5 to 25 feet or more on out into the lake. Normally on a ramp, you'll find riprap rock stretching out along the edge of the concrete into deeper depths. That's one right at the boat. Right at the boat. And he's all, ooh, he's all hooked up. I'll tell you something about this, these baits. You ain't got to worry about, worry about hooking them. Buddy, you are hooked forevermore. Look at here. I got him here, I got him here, and I got him here. There we go. Toodaloo. You know, with they're talking about ramps. With, you know, with all the rocks and the concrete, algae will grow on the hard, rough surface. And what this does, it attracts one of Bass's favorite foods shed and menace which feed on the algae and bass follow to feed on the bait. Alright, speaking of boat ramps, here's another short question about them. Doesn't all the traffic around a launch ramp spook the bass? Well, my answer to this is only to a degree. Sure, bass holding in shallow water may be spooked by heavy traffic, but they grow accustomed to the usual flow of traffic overhead. I suppose it's like learning to sleep after they built a railroad behind your house. The first train might wake you up, but eventually you learn to snooze right through the commotion. Did you realize that lower gear ratio reels work best 
for deep water cranking. Yep, they do. Let me tell you why. Lower gear ratio means slower retrieve speeds and more power. What it does, it forces the angler to fish a crankbait at a slower speed. It maximizes depth and lure performance. Lower gear ratio takes less effort to retrieve with higher resistant lures. It causes the angler less fatigue. They're ideal for better lure action and speed. Now, slower retrieves cause the lure to achieve greater depth by allowing the bait to work vertically. This provides a more deliberate natural bait action as it digs the bottom and bumps structure as it's moved along. Finally, it keeps the bait in the strike zone so much longer. I've seen a fish just in the water. There's one. I've seen one, seen them in the water just. Come on around, Buster. You through? Come up here. Now, I threw that thing one time just talking about reeling it straight while I was demonstrating. And then the next time I just threw it and I was talking about how to stop it and I threw it in the same spot. And when I was stopping it right then, that's when this fish hit it. In bodies of water where shad, bluegill, and crawfish are the predominant forage, I'll normally do better with short, fat-shaped crankbaits. Now in lakes where herring, smelt, shiners, and chub are the main forage, I have much better success with long, narrow baits that have a slimmer profile. I still experiment with both, however, in every lake I fish. That's a good one. Come on, you gotta get me up, old boy. One of my favorite guys to watch. Oh yeah, uh, reel in some big fish. Been doing it for a long time. Been been doing it for a long time. I think since the nineties. Maybe yeah, even so. more than that. Well, he's been fishing for a long time. I think his TV show was went, went on for several years, but I didn't realize that until he just showed me this. But yeah, Bill Dance fishing on. That was a clip from Bill Dance fishing on his YouTube channel. I think yeah. all his all his episodes of his show was about on YouTube. Yeah. So he's going to YouTube and just watch them, which I'm never going to do now. Yeah. So you think right here it says a uh, fishing myths Bill Dance outdoors six days ago. Yeah. So he just published something, and he was on the uh, the DU podcast featuring Bill Bill Dance. Dance. Um, a lot of good stuff, but. You know, just to just to watch Bill Dance fish is not enough. You also must watch the Bill Dance bloopers. Oh, of course, the bloopers are hilarious. And I would play some bloopers for you here, but you just gotta watch them. You can't hear them. They're on YouTube as well. So just um, stop at Bill Dance bloopers, and they're just <laughs> they're just hilarious. I mean, yeah, I mean they're there. Uh, they're there. Which um. um yeah, I used to. I think it was, you know, it was my dad that got me into fishing because uh, he always fished. He hunt, hunted just a little bit, but not much. Mainly just fished, and uh, I always loved the water and just love learning about animals growing up. So uh, you fish for me. I didn't really care about keeping them or eating them, just to have the opportunity to hold one, look at it, study it, release admire it, it, admire it, back. throw it back. You know, because uh, you know I, I can go like you know. Uh, 
just to think they have the ability just to, the fun of it they'll they'll wait for it when I, you know waiting for the bass to strike yeah you know i mean as you work in your lure whatever you you're using at the moment yeah uh, man it's just fun it's fun it is just uh you know that's the one thing with that my dad and i are definitely connected with out of because uh, you know we were very different especially in retrospective now but like that was the one thing we definitely connected with is history and, and fishing for sure and it's just nice especially a nice beautiful day if you're in a quiet place just you in the water or you and one other friend of course or you know a couple of people whatever and it's yep. just you're just fishing away enjoying the na- nature relaxing having a good time yeah it's just fun like we just we can get in depth more as time goes on with certain things certain uh, lower certain types of fishing and everything but i guess for us for right now we're just glad to be back and just wanted to do a general overview you know yeah, of fishing of fishing well yeah. you know one thing about fishing too is you don't have to have a if you want to start you can start yeah it's a lot it's pretty simple you just you can go to walmart and just find you just a decent just rod and reel little push button that yeah. you can throw it out and then move up to a bait caster and yeah i still can't do the spinning reel spin I reel hate the spin reel yeah um but yeah zip code 33 is the is that one rod and reel it's always been around for years that people love to use and they're pretty you know faithful and reliable still today yeah i mean i think i think i saw i was looking at rods and reels today uh, personally, because I want to get an Abu Garcia baitcaster. There's that a nice, is my dream nice. rod and reel. Um, and I have, and it is because I have. A, there was a very close family friend that was a part of our family, and he gave my dad an old school Abu Garcia yeah. baitcaster. Of course, we don't ever use it because I mean it's really old, mm-hmm. but it was just so awesome. Yeah, and I love the Abu Garcia. I love the way it sounds in the brand name. Right, and so because of him giving my dad that baitcaster i've always wanted an abu garcia baitcaster right i have my mind or i have my eyes set on one nice but i'm just waiting for the right time to go get yeah it. to go get it uh, but yeah i think i saw some uh, push button zip codes for like nine bucks not bad you know just get, get you that get a rooster tail you're good to go yeah just gotta start somewhere just work your way up you know by all means on a bait caster it's been real you know then you get in uh, different types of lines for whatever type of lure or you know what you're fishing for you know but yeah like uh and just uh, see if you can find you a pond to start with or in a creek to go in or like you know of course if you go into a creek or a river or a public lake you gotta have, yeah, you gotta have a license of course you know, fishing license by all yep. means but uh, if you can start just off, if you know somebody that has a pond, just ask them, hey, can I fish in there? And just start there, you know, yep. you know, and just work your way up or just, uh, man, uh, yep. fishing can be a journey by all means and, and just have a journey uh, that's fun to, to go on for sure. It is. It's a blast. Yeah. Check with your uh, your local wildlife, wildlife resource agency. Yeah. See what kind of rules, regulations, license you have to have to fish. Right. I know in Tennessee it's TWRA. Right. Uh, every know. state's different, and then even like you know, every you gotta just check you know uh, your regulations, see what's going on, see what you need to do. Because uh, I never fished really outside Tennessee. I mean, I've well fished in Alabama like only a couple times before. Yeah. Mainly just been in just in Tennessee, and I haven't really got got out of state, you know, other places necessarily. Yeah, I hadn't either. Not that I've needed a license, um, but yeah. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. Really good. Good to be back. Good to be back. Good to be back in the podcast. I, I think we have a, a, a great song here as, our, as we go out. Uh, by I just discovered that uh, the man that played Django Fett and Boba Fett, uh, Tamara Morrison, Tim Morrison, also can sing. 
Yeah. And there's a great cover he did of Drift Away as we drift away off to another fishing trip, right? Yeah. There you go. Drift there Away. Go. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the Talk Podcast. Remember, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Bucket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, uh, Castbox, Breaker, Anchor.fm, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Basically, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope that you uh, get into fishing and enjoy it as, as much as uh, Turtle and I do. Uh, so signing off from the Outer Rim Studios and Indisposed Location, this has been... And uh, this is the Turtle. And we will see you next time, and let's drift away, folks. Drift away. In your song, rhythm and rhyme and harmony. You've helped me along I'm making me strong Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul Wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul Wanna get lost in your rock and roll And drift away And free my soul